0: Show me your kitchen, the heart of your home Sit me serve me, feed me baby, No, I hate to
1: this week's guest is Melissa Hemsley, who might just be the most upbeat, energetic person I know, always with a million places to be, and always as passionate as ever about each. Now promoting her fourth book, Eat Green. There's no signs she'll be slowing down anytime soon. So I have barely scratched the surface with that intro, but before we get stuck into the big stuff, we're in your kitchen, which I know is fairly newly renovated. Tell me all about it. Hello, Anna. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it's, 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 it's the highlight of... Any home. My, any home. <laughs> I would say it's one of the highlights of my life. I absolutely love being in it. It's, it's, it's where I want so to be. So bright. Uh, do you work from there? I work from there. I do my recipe testing. We shot my last book in in there. Um, I can hear my dog running around, about, about to run in. Whenever I, I, I'm someone that I'm like, I love to travel. I love to travel. Who doesn't love to travel? But I swear, even when I'm in the best place ever and having the greatest time ever, I'm like, oh, I'd love to be in my kitchen with classic FM on. <laughs> pottering around. Yeah, yeah. Fanning about with a coffee. I just love it. And yeah. I'm glad I love it because it has been a bit of a, a nightmare to get to it. Yeah. Um we renovated, we're still renovating this place in in Leytonstone in East London and we put all of our energy and most of the budget into the kitchen space. And yeah, so it's been it's been hard work to get there, but it's it's beautiful and and it's it's pretty messy. I have to really
1: <laughs> you slow
0: down on adding stuff right, yeah. right, right.
1: well it seems pretty organised from what I've
0: seen and well, that's just... because Anna I've just been cleaning it scrubbing away <laughs> shouting Cinderella. everyone that wants to walk into it keep <laughs> hey, it nice Anna Barnett's coming round <laughs> I love this
1: uh-huh. um, so what's your favourite part of the kitchen is there a favourite gadget anything that
0: we like I've just seen that the the wok the inbuilt wok yeah talk me, talk the me wok's amazing so, so it's this lovely um, kitchen system from these Kitchen plug away. Geniuses <laughs> called Abora who are amazing. Um and it's uh, <laughs> I can hear you. I can't, my dog neighing like a horse. Um it's we've got this inbuilt wok bit. Um and to be honest, it's a bit it's a bit luxe because I, I I've got enough hobs to be getting on with, but I do often forget to use the wok part. But then when I do, I love it. One of my favorite parts though is a sort of teppanyaki bit where I'll just, you know, and people come over as they do, I've got four god kids, there's always someone you're cooking straight on yeah just frying eggs on there frying mushrooms is really fun to do so I would say the island is amazing because it's huge and I also do like you loads of cookery classes yeah. um so it's so fun actually it's such a good space um, for it. it's perfect yeah what yeah. I had a cookery class booked in it was a charity cooking cookery class and I think it was one of the first cookery classes I'd, I'd done about three years ago and the kitchen had to be done like, two years ago for it, And we would literally, it was the first time I'd used the kitchen was doing a cookery class of 15 people. And they dropped, uh, you know, a lot of money in an auction for it. And I remember thinking, oh my God, it's all going to go wrong. But they turned up. With you got a figure. Of, with it? What, How much? Have I got a figure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can go for like £10 or I think I've gone for five grand once. <laughs> okay, that's good. But sometimes I'll go for about £10. <laughs> <laughs> Never. And, and, um, but they rocked up with Prosecco. And it was it was a one woman one, and she invited all her nieces and nephews. They turned up with prosecco. We had a fantastic time. Um, so, and is I that love what it? your
1: cookery classes normally look like? Very kind of prosecco heavy,
0: prosecco <laughs> driven. Yeah. Well, not English sparkling wine now. But um, <laughs> I love I love to just. And do you know what I like about the island kitchen? Is it means that the pressure's off you. It it begs it begs for everybody to get involved. Yeah. So I'm not. You know, you and I have gone to a million dinners together. We've cooked together, you know, in Mallorca, yeah. in London. I I i don't think I'm the greatest. I know I'm not the greatest cook. I like to cook with don't people. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> but actually, I think that's a good thing is like, my boyfriend's a better cook than me. Like, technically... But I like cooking with people. So yeah. that's why I wanted the kitchen to be somewhere where people cook together. It's not me just cooking for someone. Yeah. But
1: it's also a lot about the flavor combinations and like having that vision for yeah. everyone to follow and get involved in. Because, like you said, cooking isn't a, it's not a skills test. It's actually about just being excited about produce, getting involved, everyone's hands on. Yeah. Like,
0: I think that's where, that's, that's when it's done. Well, I mean, if someone said to me, she, what, if I'm cooking with my boyfriend, it's like my turn to cook. I love it. But when there's loads of people around, I much prefer everybody getting stuck in, um, But maybe that's also because I'm a bit of a stress, stressor. So I like, I like the pressure's off. In a minute, I'm going to cook you the most basic breakfast and I'll make you do something just so I feel like the pressure's off. (laughs) There's no pressure. There's no
1: pressure here. So now I guess the thing I'd really like to find out more about is your journey
0: and your passion for food. Where did it all start? I reckon it was instilled in me via my mum, Evangelina, who's coming around in a bit. Uh, hopefully you'll get to meet her she's a character she's from the Philippines she's been here in London for 40 years and I think I had a really I I think I had like really lovely food growing up because it was a total fusion of mum's Filipino food and have you ever had Filipino food? So I think via you I feel like yeah yeah, maybe like
1: I think you did a stew or something
0: I probably did I probably made you chicken tanola or some sort of tanola dish which is Un- basically onions garlic and ginger in broth chicken and tons of edge and then you do tamari or soy with lemon juice and loads of pepper and you drizzle it over I'm the nodding top. that's not helpful. Yeah. sorry yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah nod nod um but filipino is interesting because it was a Spanish colony for 400 years so there's like you know there's one dish called chicken adobo which is tons of lo- there's lots of black pepper uh, long, tons of pepper and vinegar and bay leaves Delicious. And then it's got, you know, one of the most famous dishes called Pansit, which is basically like Chinese inspired, Chinese style noodles. Um, anyway, so I grew up with loads of lovely stews and soups by my mom, lots of tamarind. Yeah. And then my mom was taught to cook. My dad did not cook. My mom was taught to cook with my dad's, my mom was taught to cook English food by my dad's mum. So I was growing up and I was like eating all these fusion foods and didn't know it. And I think that's where I got it from, like my love of flavors and interesting flavors. Yeah. And was was the kind of ingredients readily available?
1: I guess she made it want... work, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where and there's also a wo-
0: King, Kingston, I think. Um, gosh, there's a big spider by your hair just there. It's not big. Sorry. What? It's actually really small. Here, here, here.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god! Like the smallest, tiny money spider. <laughs> But I mean, you said you had the clean clean around. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's it's, it's, right in the middle of the room. It's
0: literally just hanging quite beautifully, suspended in space between us, almost like a sort of light feature. Um, (laughs) She, no, you know what? We grew up in Kingston. There was loads of Asian stores. New Malden is loads of Korean cafes and shops. I fell in love with, you know, kimchi and. Living going to New Maldon. Didn't go to Korea when I was a kid, went to New Molden, amazing Korean food. And then because my dad was in the army, we lived in Germany for two years and I was having like that's where I fell in love with sauerkraut and 50 yeah. different types of mustard and big hearty stews and smoked sausages. And I just think I got was quite lucky being exposed like quite to different arounded. flavors. Yeah. But I didn't cook because my mum was the one that cooked and she was like, I you know, she worked full-time and she's like, I just want to get on with it. So right. she shut the kitchen door. She'd bang around, you know, it was, it was not,
1: and so but it was it functional.
0: Was, it was functional and it was never kind of convenience food. It would always still be a hearty meal. No from massive, scratch. You know,
1: from scratch. And
0: she would roll over meals. So it was always leftovers turning yeah. into something else. So I got that from my mum. Then when I left home at 18, I'd stay at people's houses when I started working in London. And I would, to say thank you, be like, oh, should I make some food? Started cooking food. My sister was cooking food uh, for other people as well. And... Literally, we fell into private chefing. And how did you
1: how you fall how do you fall into that?
0: Well, because I long think long story even if short, I, to I was, do that now, I, I was on a I, yeah. I, I don't think I'd be brave enough to fall into a career now. It didn't feel like a career at the time. It was simply I was on a sabbatical. My sister, we were both cooking. Someone was like, "Is anyone free to cook some lovely healthy food for a band?" Well, it was one person in the band. And I was like, well, my sister was like, well, we don't, we don't have a company. Someone got the wrong end of the stick. We just like to cook. Right. We'll cook for you and we'll, we'll ask around and we'll find someone. And that's how we started. And on my first day, I was like, what did you cook? My, oh, I can't, I can't remember. I think just went to a shop and bought seasonal lovely veg. And I probably made some sort of big hearty minestrone and a pesto vibe. Probably. I've no idea. Almost everything I make is a stew. Yeah. But a non-boring one stew is a one pot, mm-hmm. and then I do some sort of drizzle, or a pesto. Or is, I, yeah, yeah or, or I make a frittata, as yeah. I'm gonna make for you. I ruin it. Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm not making a frittata. <laughs> like, what? It's a Friday frittata. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've, but I fell into it. But if you had asked me, and to 10 have years that confidence, because. Yeah
1: you like both you and your sister you haven't gone through the traditional training no. and I, like, I love that because actually that and that's the same for me yeah it's like that approach to food is kind of much more instinctive and like and I guess it's everything is about the flavors it's not about like the method which obviously can be so useful yeah but I think home cooking is very much about flavor combinations yeah. for ages up
0: until recently I would I would I would be very apologetic and be like, you know, I'm not a proper cook. And, you know, even me saying, I'm I am not the greatest cook in the world. That's taken me a long time to get there because I would think I'd have, you can't possibly say you're not a great cook, but actually the world doesn't need any more Michelin starred chefs. Actually, what I feel is my um, role is to share really easy recipes for people who are getting on the tube at 6.30 PM, yeah. 7.30 PM. And they're thinking, shit, shall I call for takeaway or shall I make some food? And, you know, I love a good takeaway every now and then, but it's important to know what's going into your body. Yeah. And I really believe that um, cooking for yourself is a really wonderful way to nourish yourself, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally.
1: And how true do you kind of live that? How true to form is that in your household? Are you, you know, is there
0: kind of lentils, a variety of all your oh, different
1: vegetables every minute? I'll like... show you
0: around. I've got a packed old freezer. I fell down the stairs quite badly in September, um, like ambulance, no. a and everything. And honestly, as I was spinning out and in and out of consciousness, I said to Henry, thank God the freezer's full. I mean, that even, that thought went <laughs> through my head. Because I knew I'd be on my back and in pain and... and um,
1: I love that immediately you're already yeah. thinking about
0: food. Like, I'm always what will thinking I eat? Will food? I be okay? You're the will same, I make it aren't you? You're yeah. the same. What's my first meal that I'm going to have when I get out of A&E? Um, yeah, and I love it. Having said, like, I lo- I do love going for dinner. Yeah. But I'm quite lazy. I I... I and you also have a gorgeous
1: be, home.
0: And I've got this lovely home, which has yeah. taken three and a half years, four years almost to, to, to it make long? it. It's been a We should be saving up and plugging away. And I like to be at home. And my mum, you know, my mum's coming over. We still haven't, oh yeah, when I fell down the stairs, it was my birthday. So we haven't celebrated my birthday yet. We haven't celebrated my book coming out. We keep saying, oh, should we book dinner? And then we go, let's just eat at home. Yeah. Um, and who will cook? So if your mum's coming around, will she cook? Or she she take will cook kitchen? because... We irritate the hell out of each other. Nice. If 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 I cook, she'll just comment the whole way through. That's rude. You're like, I've got four books. She doesn't care. I'm doing. I it like wrong. that. I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Apparently. Um. <laughs> next week, someone I know has asked if they can shoot me and my mom cooking a recipe together, and I'm already stressed out. We like we can't even agree. We, we can't, can't, even, agree. Next to each we can't other. even agree the recipe. <laughs> but we're quite like that. Me and my mom, and my sister, we're just very opinionated. And um, I feel yeah. like that's
1: a family thing. Families of course, should be I would like never that.
0: speak to anyone else. I could speak to my mom and my sister. And also, I guess- the... We don't speak, we tut. That's oh. what kind of families do, isn't it? It's actually the not talking when you're annoying the, each other. We, yeah, really nice. Or, you know, you can
1: just a little physical kind of nudge yeah. like out the way or- But, but, yeah, but, but
0: also what, what irritates me about my mom and my sister and I literally we were like heavens above with her one day. We did this TV show about five years ago and she taught us how to make a dish and then she came to film it, and you know, we were felt we had one, it was like a one-take wonder. There was no budget for more than one take. And she walks in on screen, and that, and so we go, we'd briefed her and everything, or the directors the briefed her, and we were like, Hi mum, how are you? We did the whole fake kissing thing. And I was so <laughs> looking forward to seeing her because it had been such a long filming day that I actually really needed to hug from my mum. And I was like, So are you hungry then? And she was like, no, I've eaten already. I didn't know whether you'd feed me. And they were like, cut. And they were like, no, you can't. <laughs> and the whole day was just like that. And as we were filming, she would be like, don't do that. And they'd be like, cut. i would be like, what's wrong, Evangeline? What shouldn't they be doing? She's like, Gosh, I did not teach them to chop like this. She was so funny. She, she, and, but she. But where a did character. she learn to?
1: Where did she learn to cook? Like because she sounds like she's got a real vision for the right and wrong way to do things.
0: Like, oh, was she, there any she's kind got of... visions of everything right and wrong? She, um, <laughs> she's so funny. I hope you get to meet her in a bit. She I need to. she, she, she grew up. You know, with not very much money as one of 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 six kids. And she grew youngest, up in the Philippines. In the Philippines and Manila. And everyone just, you know, her mum died young and everyone just had to get on with it. And you just, you got on with it. She didn't have very much money at all. Which I think is one of the great things she's instilled in me is she didn't teach me how to cook. She taught me how to not throw away. Right. And she taught me how to look in the fridge and see dinner when... Maybe you think, oh, there's no dinner. I'll just yeah. take it Yeah, there's away. always dinner. There's always there's something, always yeah. So for that, I'm very thankful. And in my book, you'll see there's a page called Mum's Thrifty Tips. And at one point, it was like seven pages long, and we realized we had to cut it down. <laughs> but she's, she, every, everything I know is down to her, you know. That's and so I nice. wish I'd appreciated but it, crazy but you never that, do Yeah, like crazy that you couldn't
1: kind of, that she wouldn't, it was very like closed kitchen, like you couldn't kind of sit and like partake in that cooking process. No, she was like, let's just get it done. <laughs> right. You know, let's just get it done
0: um so yeah I never asked you about you actually who taught you to cook
1: I don't know yeah this is always a funny one because um I was I was like from a big family and I guess it was one of those things that you if you cooked you didn't clean or you cleaned up less oh I love that and that's that is one of the benefits yeah. of, <laughs> of like cooking now so I kind of like my mum's a good cook my dad I'd cook Sunday lunch with him on a Sunday my nan's amazing like baker and and I think I was just such a greedy child I just loved to eat so yeah. I was like I think that was first and foremost I was like if I'm cooking I'm also eating during the process of cooking yeah by the time you kind of serve it up you're like I'm eating again you, it's just,
0: it's a day spent eating do you remember the first time we met it was under what the was I think it? it was under the arches in Maltby Street before Maltby Street was Maltby we Street we did a shoot together it was a shoot yeah and it would have been so long ago. Yeah, it really Eight long time. years ago?
1: Yeah, something.
0: Maybe nine.
1: It, what, what was it? it? was for Sunday Times Style, like, um, was it? It was like
0: future faces of food or something like that. <laughs> and... No, I'm I remember being... you girls being so glamorous and like colourful no. and vibrant. I was like... <gasps> no, you you looked amazing. I know you would have looked amazing because you always look amazing. But I remember so being sweet. so nervous. Yeah, I was. I feel like it Petrified. was us, you, one other lady and two guys. And... Who were the... That is really bad. because we we're like, dig who it are out? The other people, yeah. We should, should we, find out. We'll, we'll dig it out, and then we, and then yeah, I mean, and then we cr- keep we keep on crossing paths and hanging out and eating. But do you know what? Having said that, I wish I had more time to eat. I mean, I do eat three times a day, but I wish we live in London. I wish I had more time to go and explore places, pop ups, yeah, you know, at, destin- destination places. <laughs> you know, I live in East London, so like somewhere. Far West that's doing. I was just speaking to, to, to someone. They were like, I'm going for Nepalese food tonight. And I'm like, I've never had Nepalese food. I want to go and eat some Nepalese food. Yeah, you know? where are they going? And I think... I can't remember the name. And she wrote it down for me. Do you know but, um, what I've started doing? And this is actually
1: amazing. Is anyone that kind of recommends a restaurant, I put it into my Google Maps and save it as a place oh, to go. And then God, if you're, you're out good. and you're like, okay, where where am I where am I eating? Or yeah. well, someone needs a recommendation, yeah. and they're like, oh, this area, you just go into your Maps, and then
0: can you share that? Is that for personal use only? What can I, we have an Anna Barnett Google Maps share? Yeah, can you uh, I like think you could probably do that. That's
1: literally as technical as I get. <laughs> so if you can share, that's it, such then a good will, idea.
0: Like Google and
1: see how you do that, um, but yeah, I, it's just so like it's handy because you're constantly. I'm always like, you always, get a mind
0: blank, don't you? Yeah, and you're when you're like, hungry and your blood sugar levels are crashing, or like, where you're should I eat? I'm furious. <laughs> yeah. Give me some food. Um, but no, I should. I, I want to be more of a lone diner. You know when you're just like, I love that. Yeah, I, no have I need to, say, to do like, that more.
1: There's something I remember doing that. My flight got cancelled. I was in New York and I was like, you know what? There's this restaurant I really wanted to go back to, and I just went in for lunch, and it was actually Le Cuckoo and they've just opened a new place. And it's just, it's like the most beautiful, like, French restaurant. And it was such a treat. It was so extravagant. But I just sat there and loved every minute. Did you smile at the other
0: diners? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was just smiling at everyone. I was like chatting, I was like chatting up waiters, so <laughs> Smiling like, at life.
1: Yes. Just I know, really. I'm going to do
0: that more. That's going to be my 2020 resolution. Go lone dining. Solo dining. Let's sweat some something rare. Watch
1: the do So So just while we're talking about your kind of your career, your early career, um, we should, and I feel like yeah. I have to ask this, like you girls have um, famously cooked and worked with people like Gary Barlow. Gary, Bar- Gary
0: Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I always say his name like that really badly. I wanted
1: to repeat that, but I don't know that I'm
0: confident with the accent. Well, do you know why I know how to say Gary Well, no, he came over one day to but cook the you But how, how did that even come about? Take um, us back. Just, oh, it's such a long story and a random one. It, basically, we started cooking for someone else in the band and then we started cooking for him. I mean, Gary is amazing But how an did you the other person cook? in the band? Um, friends of Friends. So it was literally it was like, girls we need this or, yeah okay it's not like i'm a very connected person like that it's not it's just like a friend of a friend knew well it's actually a friend of jasmine's a friend of a friend of jasmine was like oh can you help cook um you're a really good cook the band want energy to go on tour and that was as simple as that really good for you to go on tour. gary's an amazing cook so it's not like they couldn't cook it's right. just one of those things i guess when you're Incredibly busy, and you're going on tour. You outsource stuff, and this was something that was outsourced. So it wasn't
1: like you're putting a diet plan together. It wasn't no, like you need to have never this. been about
0: diet. It was just feel
1: good, energy boosting. Food. Did they do all like the spirulina and the bow and the the, or the
0: what bowel? Yeah, <laughs> well
1: not bowel, but bow. Like ba- it's like
0: okay. Ba- oh um, bow Yeah. Oh bow I thought you were saying bowel, and I was bowel. like, what <laughs> is this new superfood called bowel? Um, yeah, there's a bit of that, but. My, I I mean, you can have a little look in my fridge. My main ingredients always are just the very, I don't want to say boring, but like the very basic of eggs, broth, butter, cabbage, carrots, moderate meat consumption, moderate meat consumption, really good yeah. quality. Um, really good butter. So just balanced. Everything is very balanced. Whole foods, yeah. I think, whole foods. And then... Yes, and he lost weight it. off the back of that diet or like that food I mean, I never... Shift. We never We never did weight. Okay. You know, we're never about... You didn't weight, weigh him in? Weight, no, no weigh-ins and diets and stuff because we're not nutritionists. We're not there to do it. We're there for people that wanted to eat really good food. And so I, I sum it up as feel-good because I think when you say the word healthy, people just automatically think it must mean boring, but... I'm talking about food that hits the spot. So it's like, it's hitting the spot satisfaction-wise. It's hitting the spot energy-wise. It's hitting the spot in terms of getting loads of veggies in. I Like, who's, you know, I'm not a diet person. Yeah. Never and would you go back, diets.
1: would you, do you work with anyone now?
0: No. Because do, do you? <laughs> no, but I cook, I cook, I, I'll cook for them. Or we go out for dinner and we do all that kind of stuff. But... I mean, to be honest, if I really think about when some of my happiest moments have been in the last 10 years has been, you know, cooking at someone's house with the radio on, making them loads of food, popping it in the fridge, filling up the and freezer. And is that how you would traditionally do yeah. that? You would go around, you would stock yeah. up the fridge. That, that was a simpler time. There was no social media. Yeah, You know,
1: it's like, that. I think it's like the age old kind of focus on one thing. You're doing one job and that is your job. You're going around to oh, make food. exactly. Provide You've hit the nail on the head. It's you, not a full yeah.
0: You know you said earlier, you know, neither of us tradi- learn to cook traditionally. I would love though, and I always say this every year and my friends are bored of me saying, I would love to go and just go to Portugal for a week and cook and ask, ask yeah. someone's mum or dad or granny yeah. or grandpa who loves cooking to let me chop with them and watch them yeah. for a week. And just pick it up that way. Yeah. And go and do that in Portugal and go and do that in the Philippines. Italy, yeah. And go and do all that over, everywhere. Yeah. That would be, you know, I still want to. I I want to,
1: I, it, just, to it, it
0: never occurred to me to go and train. I didn't know I wanted to be in food. And I yeah. think that's one of the problems. I wanted to be a doctor. Up until I was 18, I wanted to be a doctor. And I did all the GCSEs and A-levels that would have got me to be able to go to medical school. And then I realized I didn't really want to do it. And then it wasn't until the day I spent cooking for someone... And seeing how happy my food made them. And I don't mean that in like a kind of spiritual epiphany moment. I just, it was good food and it made them happy. It wasn't, it wasn't deeper than that. I was like, oh, I really like doing this.
1: Yeah. There there is something in like the provision of of food for people. There's something about bringing people together. There's something about being
0: sat there and people enjoying what you've kind of offered up. Yeah. And now I get the same buzz, you know, having said that it was a simpler time before social media, I still get the same buzz when, you know, like last night went to go put my phone on airplane mode and it flashed up and someone was like, I've just made this recipe. My whole family's so happy and I'm so happy. I've got two portions left over for this weekend. That's a little buzz for me. Yeah. So I like doing all of that. And I also, I guess I do like the fact that I didn't have to... I really respect people that went all the way through culinary school and have worked in restaurants. And that's, for me, that's a different type of cooking. That's a whole nother level. I'm inspired and in awe of people that cook like that. I could never work like that. That's just not, I think I'm, I don't have, I don't, I'm not cut out for for working those types of long hours. I really like But you are someone that is so,
1: like, I feel like every time I see like you are, and you do commit to doing a million different things. Like in that intro, it's no lie that you are someone that is constantly busy.
0: Not anymore. I'm going to try and not be so busy because I think it's boring when you tell people you're busy all the time, isn't it? But I mean, it's boring but being busy. Busy
1: is the new fine. I'm fine. I'm yeah. busy, but I'm fine. Yeah. Apparently, that's. I'm
0: not going to do that anymore. I think I've. I've. Um, I think because I fell into this, I felt like I really had to work really hard to tell my mom what I was going to be okay and not to worry right, or right. make a place or. Build contacts or, 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 you know, like I I think for a long time I was like, I'm not worthy of, sorry to throw around the word imposter syndrome, but I think it's true. And I think it, yeah, loads of people have it. I think sure. most of us have it is, oh my God, I've got a cookbook, you know, and I didn't have to train for 10 years to do it. Oh God, it has to be absolutely amazing or people are going to think it's, you know, a pile of shit. But actually my niche as it were is I, 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 I make recipes for people that don't have much kitchen confidence and hopefully help them feel more confident in the kitchen which is so funny because whenever I actually have to do anything cooking wise like cook on live tv I stress well I mean live tv stressful anyway but for about two weeks beforehand I'm like I'm gonna chop my finger off on the tv I'm not gonna know how to do that the cook is not gonna work I don't know how to chop an onion anymore
1: But, I think I remember refu- being like, I'm not refusing, but being like, I don't want to crack the eggs. I was like, I'll never be able to crack an egg on oh live my God, TV. Like and do all it, the time. Like do it properly.
0: I mean, in a minute I'm going to crack an egg and I'm probably going to get half a shell in the bowl because when you're nervous about something, you do just mess we up. We don't need to tell anyone no. about that. They can't hear no. my egg going wrong. No, But I think that's, I think, I think there is a lot of pressure people put home. And I'm not talking about people in our in, in the industry. I'm saying a lot of people, I feel they say to me, they don't cook because unless it's perfect they don't see the point. And when I say perfect right. they think I mean I'm I'm slightly exaggerating it, but people are like it has to look amazing. Right. It has to taste absolutely spectacular with 50 million you know layers of flavor. Actually a lot of the time no. a simple simple home cooked hot food is what most people want. Yeah. I mean I'm happy to eat anything as long as it you know I like I, I like to think has been you know not not made with anything to you know (laughs) intensively farmed unhappy animals yeah of course pretty much yeah great for me there's (laughs) another layer added when i know it's you know maybe i know the farmer or i know that i've sourced that from that person or it's a riverford veg and i love the riverford lot and i'm going to see them in their farm devon but at the end of the day I mean, I'll keep coming back to sleeps and shoes. I just like a nice big bowl yeah. of soup or shoe. Do you, and do you get many um, dinner party invites? Because I—that's pe- people are always nervous.
1: They're like, "Oh, I can't, like, I can't cook for you." It's like, "Yes, you can. Like, please cook for me. Please,
0: like, please. Cook for me. I love Like, I'm not fussy. Yeah. Do you get many? I'd rather party go invites? around to someone's house and go to a restaurant a lot of the time. Yeah, because I'm lazy. I like to just <laughs> basically sit around in tracky bees and yeah. socks. But like I said, no, I—I I, to be honest, I think I have been a bit lazy about about going out for dinners whenever i go out for dinner i really go out for dinner is not just the food is it it's the atmosphere it's like being in someone's space which is also going around to someone else's house um i like going for dinner where you feel like i don't i i don't love it when it's too big a, a, a theater yeah, and pomp and all of that and i don't like fancy food at yeah. all but I do like it when there's an interesting menu and someone's like, yeah. this is on the menu because it's really good right now. Or I've sourced this, like, when I went to go and eat, have you been to eat at Silo yet?
1: No, I've still not been. Oh my God.
0: So like that totally. for me, that's an experience. And I think everyone should go and eat there when you know the thought that he's put behind it. Like, I like coming away and learning something. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: You know, you know, when you, I remember my, whenever I'd like watch movies with my mum. She'd be like, "Let's watch a movie where we can learn something," and I'd be like, "I want a movie to just like slob out to." Yeah. And now I'm like, I feel like MasterChef is is one of
1: those great programs. But, and, but I get so nervous like watching them do it, and I'm always I was like, about "To say um, Bake Off and MasterChef,
0: I, I just get anxious." Yeah, it's, it's the music they use as well. Yeah, it makes it, it, it so it's a cliffhanger.
1: Yeah, but now now um, if we go out to restaurants, my husband. Will sit there and pretend he is like Greg Wallace
0: doing like that. I love it, <laughs> I love it. He's oh like, my God! We we'll sit there I and did like a demo. It. Uh, it was Hampton Court Palace. I did a demo. It was I was sweating so much. It was in the summer in a tent in Hampton Court Palace, and I go backstage to get my bits and prep, and Greg Wallace was there, and I was like, Oh my God. I'd never met him before. I was like, "Oh my god, I don't want him to watch me cooking. I don't want him to be near me. I don't want. Him, I don't want to be near him." Out of all of them, he's the one I would want to be near me and
1: to be, about, be around me cooking. I think. Really? I think so because, uh, like, because he's a he's a green grocer. It's not like he's a trained chef, and he kind of is enthusiastic. He loves everything. Well, he was
0: nice, but I was I was nervous. Yeah. I was I was like, I was like anyone oh, watching you is a bit kind of him to watch me. Anyway, he had and liked it. He's like, "This is all right. It's and all right." Thank you Very much, Greg. <laughs> i want more than that i think it was like um no he said he said nice things about it he said it was yummy i gave it to him but yeah you never know who's gonna pop pop up backstage you know yeah mary berry might be there you go on after people tom carriage quite exciting but but i do think the more people i meet whether they're in food or whatever industry they're in everyone's quite nervous yeah it's rare that you meet someone that is is Totally confident yeah. performing, and when I say performing, I don't mean being fake and acting. I mean just it's. But do you think it's uh, it's kind of of a time where people aren't
1: necessarily just focusing on one thing? It is again like that three sixty approach to everything, where you've got to be able to market yourself, you've got to be able to be a public speaker, you've got to be able to kind of deliver across the board. So it's not necessarily you know you can't just be a chef that's just in the kitchen keeping your head down because actually you know it, people want true, more. good people point. like you've got yeah. to, be able to write it write your recipes down you've got to be able, you know I just think that
0: well, you know what hats off to you because you are an amazing cook and you're an incredible photographer and stylist I know I can't take pictures I am not, but thank you. and I can't and I can't <laughs> style so I've 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 tried now I'm in my 34th coming up to 35th year I've tried to really take away stress from myself but I'm that's... not going to try and be a not going to try and be a photographer I'm not going to try and be a stylist I'm going to get people in to help me yeah. which I think is serving me well yeah because I I'm just not naturally gifted that way I could work really hard to try and be a little bit good or I could work with people that are good yeah and feel confident but in you're my probably bit.
1: you're probably doing it the right way around because that's the kind of the work smart ethos no, it's like do you what got you're the good package. at package you've got I'm the package sure. and
0: now a podcast host too
1: <laughs> skills <laughs> um, do you know what I was going to ask you is just in terms of your, like your ambition and drive, like where does that come from? Is that typical? Is that a trait within your family? Because.
0: Yeah. Well, my dad's in the army, so everything's very driven and he, he's dead now, but he, he he was very much like. Was he quite regimented? Was oh he my God, strict? Super reg- so strict, super regimented and super clever, spoke four languages. Wow. And then my mom is very driven to. Jazz is really, really good at getting shit done. Yeah. Um, I think we're just a a get shit done family. However, I'm really trying and same with my mum. You know, like I have, when my mum comes around, I'm like, let's watch The Crown together. And she'll be like, no, 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 I just want to do that. No, no, I'm like, mum, you're not here to do stuff. Please sit and watch The Crown with me. I'm lucky if we get 15 minutes of The Crown in before she'll be like, I just want to do something. Or- What's she doing? She loves telling me, have a look at my plants. She's like, you've overwatered them. You've (laughs) underwatered them. Why aren't you dusting your leaves? When you you're round. If you want to do stuff, you can dust those leaves. I'm like, mum, if you want to dust that leaf, go for it. But no, I'm like, come on, mum, chill out. You're like, you worked so hard your entire life. I would like you to watch the Crown with me.
1: Yeah.
0: But Does she still work now. She doesn't work now. No, okay. she gave up work when my dad was 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 really sick. But she's she's so busy. I love that though. But I think
1: for a lot of people, and it's the same like with my nan. Like, it's actually that there's a like being busy is actually a way to preserve your like your youth and your happiness and your yeah. way of life like i think yeah. it's actually really important to have the drive to still be doing stuff till you yeah. know to not just be sat around doing nothing. No.
0: What i think i did get from my mum, both of us, me and jazz got from my mum is she's very involved in the community, she's very involved with church, she's Love that. you know, so i think we're you know, i i really vibe off the things that i i'm doing. I'm just planning at the moment this um yeah so uh, tell me we'll just just i i really like like i mentioned before about doing charity cooking classes i really feel when i get into my too into my own head or too up too too worried about stuff or i i go and do something with the felix project which is you know the food waste charity in london or do stuff with the prince's trust they've got a space in poplar in east london i go and do some cooking with young people or that's the stuff that that I feel really, is is, is, is one of the only yeah. times I feel really confident because I'm like, I know I'm good at showing up. I can bring ingredients, I can put a spread on or the Felix Project can give me, you know, two crates of food they rescued and I can put lunch on. So I, that's when I feel confident. And that's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's important to do things that make you feel confident because a lot of the time, I mean, Father, I need to come and do that with you because I've please. been looking at the Hackney Food Bank to go volunteer do it. it. to Yeah. Let's do it together. I'm so And it's it. fun and I and I think if people realize that you know for a long time I'd be like oh I don't know when I'm free so I don't know whether I can volunteer. Yeah. There's always something you could be doing even for two, if you have got 2 hours free you can go and do stuff. Yeah. Um so that I think is really really good and that feeds me um
1: because also I think wor- working on your own
0: yeah, it can actually
1: point. like and I know for myself, like, you can actually really get in your own head about stuff. You can overthink things. You can be and, so
0: hard on yourself. Yeah.
1: And actually, there's, you can get so much benefit from being around people. And I think it's like having that network of friends and people that you can put ideas out to.
0: Or yeah. like, I
1: think all of that is so important.
0: Do you know, I did this um, course called The Bridge at the end of last year. And I saved up for it because it is expensive. But the value of it. So I saved up for it and one of the things you're not supposed to talk about it because it's so, it's such a huge thing that you do it would be doing it a disservice to talk about it. But speaking of service, she talks about the, the, the the course leader talks about being of service to people and how much of an important day to day thing that is to do something for someone else. And I agree like where I live now, I love because yeah, I've got loads of green space next to me. Great for my dog easy to get into town, central line, blah, blah, blah. But I love my neighbours. That's so nice. I love my neighbours. And, you know, I'm not like round their house having cocktails, but we, I feel like I'd never had that before. Neighbours looking out for each other. And I mean it on a basic level of accepting parcels for each other, but my neighbour came and, you know, watered my plants while we were away. That's so, yeah, that's so nice. You know, and, and, I know that sounds so tiny, but like that made me feel so happy. And I'll water his plants when he goes away. And when we were doing, and you know, some people come around and we like, I'll go and Mike go and work on his allotment. And he was helping me work out what, you know, how to sort my garden out. And I love that connection. Yeah, of course. And it's tough, isn't it? Because like you're my friend, you live in East London, I live in East London. We don't see each other, but it's the peep because everyone's so busy and you've got a schedule in life. And we're just talking about our mate's wedding, aren't we? Yeah. Six months time. And, you know, I'm like, even that, you know, you have to book in like two years in advance in case you're busy. Yeah because even it then, it's like over. yeah,
1: exactly. And even then, you're like, God, I don't like that. Is a busy period for me. Like you were saying, it's festival time, and it's and you, you like you obviously you never want to miss out on something, but actually, it is about
0: prioritising things why that matter. Yeah. On your doorstep are so important yeah because they're the people and that, that sense are, of community. That sense of community,
1: yeah. So because also I a love lot people, yeah, a lot of people talk about that kind of being uh, like lost in this day and age, and and I feel like. To kind of embrace that is is so important, yeah and like like you say, it actually is so enriching as well to know those people are kind of keeping an eye out for you, and
0: that's a good word, and i 'm stealing that word for the rest of the month, enriching yeah what I, I now know what makes me feel good is food I always knew food made me feel good, but going outside doing stuff for other people um getting offline i I, I know you're the same mm-hmm. because we talked about this before we we get work from online, we love putting we're proud of our work we put it online but actually the coming offline
1: the being present the being they,
0: present all these words that get thrown around. around that make some people roll their eyes when i put my phone on airplane mode i how I've, often are we talking like what time are you doing i can that? be quite shit at it to be honest um i always want to be contactable like i want to know my mum can get hold of me i actually really should install a house landline someone yeah. said that it's like if you if you want to like be able to look after your mum or have an emergency number, put a landline in yeah. and use it. Like yeah. the old days. I'll tell you what I'm really good at. I don't use my phone as an alarm anymore. Well sometimes I do. I use a proper old school alarm oh, that's clock. Nice. And if I'm if I'm getting up for a flight or something really early, I put my phone alarm on too. But if I if Does I that put... mean
1: that you don't look at your phone exactly. first? Exactly.
0: Okay. Because otherwise I'll just say to myself, oh, I've got to, I've got to put my alarm on my phone and then I'll look at my phone. Yeah. Because we yeah. want to see what's been going on in the eight hours we've been asleep. If we're <laughs> lucky enough to get eight hours of sleep.
1: Um, so, just in terms of your career, what would you consider your biggest achievement to date? I just think it's nice because it's a it's it's
0: always good to talk about these things because it's the things that should be celebrated. Do you know what's so funny? I like I'm like ha! like cringing as no, you say it. It, because don't... I'm like oh it's going to sound so wanky whatever I say. Not at all. But actually I think that is the point of you... trying to celebrate stuff. I would say. I don't have a specific moment, but like the buzz I talked about when I turn my phone off in the evening and someone said that they've made a recipe yeah. and it's made their day yeah. and their family's all eaten it and whoever made it feels happy because I don't have kids yet, but I know that sometimes making a dish that the whole family likes is quite an achievement sometimes. Yeah. So if someone's made my recipe and they've liked it and the whole family's liked it and then they're really happy they've got leftovers that makes me feel really good. And when that person says, I'm not someone that really cooks or not someone that loves vegetables or not someone that enjoys any part of the cooking and shopping process, I feel really good. Yeah, So that that makes me feel good. Um, I guess that would probably be a, a collection of those messages are, are my sense of achievement. And when you hold your kind of freshly printed cookery book?
1: Four times over. You've got to feel good oh, for that. Come I on. do.
0: But you know what? I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I never, f- I, do you know what? I'm a bit of a catastrophizer, which is something I'm working on. When I never feel that the book's real until I see it. And I'm literally looking at, gosh, sorry. I've got my book just hanging out <laughs> on the table you next have them to you. Everywhere. Pushing it into your face. But until it's actually printed, I always think that it's, it's um, never going to happen. Having said that though too, because I know with your book, I always feel like it's not just me. I never think of it as my achievement. You, you know, because the amount of work and other people that go into your books. Yeah, of course. Stylists, photography, design, production, your editors. I always feel like, I feel a sense of team achievement about a book. Yeah,
1: but also I think there's, because there's that distance between kind of like the months of slogging it out, kind of testing and writing the recipes, yeah. And then you've got this big gap while it gets printed before it kind of comes back to life. Yeah. Um, but that is,
0: that's got to be a good feeling. It's a great feeling and you know, it's not been out long and people are enjoying it. It's a really, I I guess I do feel proud of myself. I I guess I don't say it enough. I do feel proud of myself. I'm really happy with this, but eat green is something I wanted to write for a long time. And it's like an evolution of eat happy because people loved and eat happy. The leftovers, the user up tips, the waste not want not. And they were like, I want more of that. So then eat green has become the focus of that is not wasting food, seasonal stories of farmers, and just a more sustainable way of eating, which is, you know, not just eating more veg, but eating a greater variety of veg, because it's yeah. all too easy to get stuck into putting the same things in your shopping basket. And that in turn gets us bored, probably bores our body a little bit. Variety. Yeah. Variety, variety is variety. the spice veg. It is. And what do you still want to accomplish? I would like to accomplish a better work-life balance. Okay. And what's the, what's the first step towards that? The first step towards that is I, I I think genuinely doing less. Yeah. Do Keeping on doing the meaningful stuff and doing the less meaningful stuff. Everything feels, it's not, it's not like I sit there and go, that's not important. I think I place importance where it doesn't need to be or I right. stress about things where it doesn't need to be stressed. So I think generally checking myself and being like, is that really that important? Yeah. Am I getting stressed about something that doesn't need to be stressed yeah. about? Because um, often I feel the things I stress about have a good impact. So I stress loads about my books, and then they they look great. That 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 they're helpful. Yeah. And I think that I had to work. You know, my stress meant that they were better than they could have been. But there comes a point where you pay the price. Yeah. And especially after my my course, you know, which has been pretty life changing for me and is everything I wanted it to be and more. My big thing is just being like, is putting, patting myself on the back. Yeah,
1: acknowledging what you are doing. And acknowledging,
0: um, but what I would like to accomplish more of is I would like to, I'd like to cook more, I'd like to cook more with great people, I'd like to keep on um, learning and I'd like to have longer lunches and longer suppers, yeah. you, know? Do you know? Make what I mean? it a bit more
1: European and then a snooze afterwards. And a snooze.
0: <laughs> And that's, that's I would the like long, I would like longer meal times and less stress in between so I can have longer meal times. yeah
1: <laughs> and for anyone starting out, what do you think is the kind of most crucial advice you could offer? don't
0: stress, don't I, stress. I i i I think enjoying Enjoy Enjoy the stressing journey and enjoying it. I've been doing this for ten years now, and I, I really do you know, the running theme of this is, this has been like a lovely therapy session. Thank (laughs) you. Oh God, sorry. (laughs) enjoying, Enjoying key moments, not rushing to get there. Yeah. And making friends with people and not seeing people as competition and actually helping each other out because all of these things come round in spades, you know, collaborating. Yeah. Especially if you're like me, you're, you know, you're quite good at a lot of things, but you're not amazing at loads of things. It is great to be able to go, I'm going to teach myself photography. Amazing. If you've got the time that you can dedicate. Otherwise, find someone that loves shooting food and collaborate with them and and, and together you can work something out. So I think power of collaboration um, and really working out what you want. Like, do you want to write a cookbook? And why? Why is it? Obviously, it feels amazing to have a cookbook. I like walking to a library. I like seeing in a bookshop window. But would you rather spend that energy you know, giving recipes out online instead or in real life at community cookery classes or charging for cool events. So like, I think it's important to work out what you want to do, because if you try and do it all, you just get knackered and disheartened. And Um, maybe you don't give your kind of 100%
1: to everything you do. You're kind of spread too thinly. Yeah. Okay. Um, And what's next
0: for you? What is next for me? What's next for me is Leicester. The book tour. The book tour, which I'm really looking forward to um and will you be doing demos or you're talking about the book yeah demos book signings talks in conversations with um, some amazing supper clubs. I'm doing some collaborations with Heckfield Place. Oh, amazing. Sky <gasps> Gingles um, restaurant. And the most gorgeous hotel. Oh, my oh God. Oh, so you love it yeah. there, don't you? so good. Um, the Ethicurian, which is a beautiful um, place. Outside Bristol. Yeah. River so- Cottage in Devon, on Devon Dorset Borders. Um, oh, and you'll
1: be cooking there or
0: cooking doing talks? Cooking there. Yeah, a okay. oh. bit of everything. Well, these are all places in.
1: that people should be going to anyway. Oh, my God. I even
0: love for them. a day
1: visit, like. The I mean the restaurant is so beautiful. The yeah. Place the grounds like also just getting out into the countryside, into the open air. Getting like,
0: especially if you live in a city um,
1: is and the amazing. produce
0: that they have on their yeah. doorstep. So I've really tried to plan my book tour out so I can enjoy it. And, they all have and, gardens and like they the walled wall gardens. gardens the ethiopian. Oh, okay. Can't wait. Yes. And and learning and also while I cook with them, learning from them, which is you know, so you'll be cooking with the chefs. Cooking there? with the chef, oh, okay. What a treat. So that's that's what I'm up to. And then festivals and loads of people I love are getting married this year. Um, spending time with my godkids. And also what I want to do is a lot more, you know, I want to keep traveling and I want to get on flights less. So trying to do some cool train journeys, I yeah. think. Well, the Belmont is your place to be. you go- on it. Oh my God. Is we did wonderful. for our honeymoon,
1: the Eastern Orient Express. And it is, I have to say, it's enforced relaxation because there's actually only one car on board where you get Wi Fi. So everything else is just watching the world go by. They actually do one up to Machu Picchu, which I really want to do.
0: Wow. And,
1: like, and I mean, it's complete luxury Ooh, travel, but got you're on going. a train. It's like, yeah. it's, there's just something like in, it's proper, enforced, calm, wind down, read. Like, it's amazing.
0: And one other thing I want to do this year is loads more swimming. I want to be in the sea more. Yes. And I follow this amazing girl called Sophie Hellyer. I've met her. Yes. She 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 goes
1: wild swimming all around the UK. That's it.
0: And I did these events called the sustainability sessions and she came and spoke on one. And I just want to get in the water more. Yeah. Um, Just plunge into wash away my sins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um, And what's exciting you in the world of food right now? What is exciting me is, what's exciting me is, um, do you think like everyone getting on board with waste, food waste? Exactly being, what I was going to say. Like, I feel
1: like that's going to be a big one for this year.
0: Celebrating it as well. Yeah. So, you know, you've got Sky Gingles, scratch menu, her early evening menu and, and and at spring and also her whole ethos at spring anyway, but particularly her scratch menu silo that I mentioned in London, so interesting and fascinating and brilliant and cool and delicious um Tom Hunt um his place in Bristol yeah. and he's got a cookbook coming out. It's so exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting that that restaurants are being led not only by their suppliers so instead of saying to their suppliers this is what we're cooking, what have you got, but actually the old school way of going to their suppliers what's good? Yeah. What 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 have you got and I'll build my menu that way. And also then customers consumers embracing that too because if we if we keep going into restaurants and expecting to be able to have exactly what we want and in such a large spread out menu restaurants they need up to keep up to keep us happy to survive so i think smaller menus dedicated menus that change every day with more considered dishes more considered and us eating what ever like I want to know whatever the chef thinks is the best thing to eat that day yeah which the supplier will have told and that him and that's my question every best time thing every whenever day. I go in yeah. sits
1: there is like oh god here she goes but it's like I'd love oh, no what menu. are you eating tell me yeah. like what's the chef eating what are you like the weight the, the stuff yeah. like tell me what I should eat no I'll menu restaurants
0: it. what is good this day that needs eating up yeah I'll have it fine that's what that's how I cook at home so that's yeah. why I want eating out yeah
1: Okay, amazing. And I know you mentioned a couple of restaurants there. Is there anywhere else that um, we should be eating at the moment? Have we been
0: to Native? I have actually.
1: Yeah, I have. Native's
0: brilliant. They've got these um, chefs um, sharing, uh, chefs no waste uh, sharing snacks. The starters, yeah. The starters. Which are
1: incredible. I mean, this is like still high
0: end. This is really high end food. High end delicious. Oh, um, 26 Grains and Henrietta, I've still um, not been. But oh, I but need in to. also Borough Market, um, Stony Street is fantastic. I had an amazing meal at Floor, which was delicious in Borough Market. Oh my God, it's all Borough Market. Um, I'm just very excited. And I'm really excited about um, loads of people who have done Kickstarters and crowdfunding to get their restaurants open. There's a place called Sarap in Brixton, Filipino place. Um, and that that's open to, now? Yeah, it's just open now. Oh, okay. And I pledged. On their Kickstarter or whatever they did. a I think it was Kickstarter to do it. So I love seeing Filipino food. Yeah, that's exciting. That's where my mum's from. So I'm half Filipino. Where do you think I should eat? Is there anywhere you love? I also like you do the same thing of like kind of staying very local <laughs> to where you live. Lazy. Uh,
1: yeah, lazy. Um, but I do love Brat.
0: Yes, and,
1: definitely. Um, and he is like is someone that really kind of. Works with seasonal, really great yeah. produce. He will only serve the tomatoes when they're in season and when they're just completely delicious with like the most amazing extra virgin olive oil. And mm. and I think it's like that attention to detail, simp- like take out the fast. I kind of am all for that. Um, but then also I like love our local pizza place. We have um, Lardo is right by us. And Are you right there? Yeah, we're not far from there. And... Have lived around that way for like nearly ten years, like right by yeah. there. So the pasta, the pizzas, I'm simple. Yeah. <laughs> I just like it. I like it all kept simple. If it can be Italian, then
0: even more You brilliant. love Italian. If I were to sum Italian. you up, if I were to sum you up, you're gonna. I, you're just. You're olive oil. I'm olive oil. You're olive oil. Oh. <laughs> I'll take it.
1: I'll you're take olival. it. You're
0: the best. Um, an cold extra name. Elevate that to an extra oh, virgin, extra cold press, virgin. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. it's oh, I can't speak. It's an exciting time, um, and. And I love it. I lo- I'll love. tell you what I love. I love charity events because you know when you get loads of great chefs cooking yeah. together for a charity event? So like Cook for Syria, Action Against Hunger. There's loads of Australian fundraisers yeah. going on. I-, I think London is so exciting. People really come together yeah. to support and fundraise.
1: Because Imad, uh, Syrian yes. kitchen-, kitchen. Yes. Imad, Syrian Kitchen. He does like fantastic stuff. Like I've been to a couple of his pop-ups. And, and-
0: Columbia Road. Yeah, oh my food. God, his falafels. It
1: is amazing. Yeah. And the hummus, like
0: yeah um, he's an incredible cook
1: and just a really lovely person actually in my
0: book there's a syrian lentil stew that is totally inspired by him um so yeah Amazing. loads to be excited about and get our teeth stuck into for london 2020 yeah
1: um and what food are you
0: most embarrassed about loving and are you about to serve it up for me in a sandwich oh my god no i'm gonna make you a veg masala omelette and chuck it in a sandwich, and maybe pickle that some onions. Delicious. Am I embarrassed about any food? Is there anything that is so revolting? You're hungover. You're on the couch. You're being a complete grommet. What are you eating? I can't think. I also can't remember the last time I was hungover, and I don't mean that in a saintly way. I just can't get hungover. I just feel t- I can't deal. You're with You're trying hard, but the it's headache. Just, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you
1: are like really trying. You just don't get the hangovers.
0: So no, that's... no. You're I, just... I can, I can get really drunk on just a glass of wine. To be honest. What I'm trying to think of what I eat is that that I would think anyone would think is gross. You know what I'm obsessed with, and what? I keep going and getting more
1: of it. <laughs> like bearing in mind my husband's vegetarian um, is mortadella. I like love it, but it's basically uh, the Italian version of like spam, or yeah, completely with the, processed with the bits of pistachio. Yeah, reflectin. totally,
0: yeah, totally pre- processed. Oh, I will tell you what, it is. Go on, pickled onion monster munch. There we go. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's gross. I mean, I just, it's definitely not healthy, but I mean. I remember... Are you doing the supersized bags? Oh, yeah. So when you put your arm in, your whole it arm the whole... comes out.
1: <laughs> and then you have to lick up, lick and it, up all the... You like, know,
0: your it. whole arm smells like pickled onion. I mean, that smell lingers. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe a packet of that's the <laughs> so much pickled onion. Um, I can't remember the last time, time I had one. But you know when you're like on a train and you sniff it and you're like... It just it's takes pungent. you back to your childhood. <laughs> it's a potent smell. Yeah. The so pickled onion.
1: Pick me all the of that kitchen love. So for those new to the podcast or for those that just haven't been paying attention, each week I'll be asking our guests to create a sandwich of their choice. It can be as basic or as high-end as they like. There's no judgment here. I'm just keen to see and possibly eat what they come up with. Okay, so
0: Melissa, you've kind of already, the cat's out of the bag anyway, but this week's sandwich is? I'm going to make you like a sort of, well I love, I love a frittata. Just basically anything in the fridge, you know, fry, like a big fat omelette. Um, and then finished under the grill. So I'm gonna do a sort of masala one. So I've Ooh. got some potato left over. I had like a, I actually had chicken ternola soup, the Filipino soup I mentioned, I had some potatoes. So I had some extra potatoes. I'm gonna fry them up with some onions and garlic Delicious. and chili and a bit of turmeric and maybe a bit of garam masala. What's your potato to egg ratio? Whatever's left over, Okay. I don't I, know. Whatever. To be honest, my boyfriend might have been like chomping on some potatoes already this morning who knows whatever's in there okay okay um and then um i'm gonna slice it up maybe put a bit of cheese on top as well um and then i'm just gonna slice it up and stack it and i've got some tahini cookies for you as well delicious okay amazing well let's get started yum so we're just gonna
1: have a quick look in your
0: fridge. have a little rummage around in the fridge uh, what have i got in here
1: yeah talk through your, your key staples
0: okay so there's some broccoli mm-hmm. from that i cooked up yesterday i'll probably put that in a frittata with some feta there's some um there's like a brown rice quinoa mix i'll probably to be honest for dinner fry up the brown rice quinoa with some of this miso, where's my miso?
1: So is the, would you say this is going to be your kind of, if I was to challenge you now to do your ultimate fridge raid, this is yeah. what it would be? Yeah, i can make
0: some sort of lovely stir fry, bits, put bits, bits, some spicy chili oil on top. I've got this, my friend runs this company, um, bar of broth. So I'm almost, I've normally got my own broth, but I've not been feeling too good. So I've had so much broth. So I just bought some of her lovely chicken, organic chicken broth too. Delicious. And condiment wise, I always, I feel like my, my fridge is pretty heavy on the condiment front. Love a condiment. Look how my um, fridge drawer Entire has broken fridge. because I had too many condiments. Oh, God, I didn't
1: see that. I was already eyeing up the...
0: got some jalapeno peppers. I've got some jams, pomegranate molasses, tartar, cranberry. That's some pear um, and chutney, pear, chutney left, over, pear and chutney left over from Christmas. That's a salad dressing that's probably about a month old. That's all good. Still use that. I've got some face spray here. I might spray some of that on you. Um, preserved lemons from Belazu. Oh yeah, there's the miso I love. So I've got that miso and then I've also oh, got this. the white this... miso paste is yes. good stuff. But have you tried this? This is Hodmadod's father bean umami paste. No. Which is miso-esque. I need so to try So great. This. I might put some so in, with some that water. What is that that's fermented? Fermented father bean Umami paste, British fava beans. Wow. Podmodods, the Pulse Pioneers. I mean, I love Bella's. I've got some hot chili tomatoes there. This is still either. cheese left over from <gasps> Christmas. So the cheddar I put in for you. What else? I haven't even opened that cheese. What's that? Well, that looks good. Seven Sisters award winning cheese made in Sussex. Oh, with a coating of Hebridean seaweed. Love my seaweed. <laughs> Delicious. Um, so look, no, there's, so more, there's more chicken broth there. Look, can you see at the back? Yeah. That's my chicken broth proof that you are a pioneer of chicken broth yeah bone broth there's some brown sauce because my boyfriend just had a bacon sandwich nice but so hang on um, let's just go back
1: to this if I'm challenging you to the ultimate fridge raid yeah. tonight what is your meal your mom's coming over
0: you're gonna empty out the fridge I'm gonna do some sort of uh miso stir fry so I'll do the mu- I'll, I've got the mushrooms that are not cooked I've got the broccoli and the broccoli stalks that are cooked it can get tossed in I've got the broth so I'll add that to loosen it up probably a little bit I'll probably Cook up the mushrooms with broth. So they soak up all that lovely chicken broth. Yeah. Then I'll fry them off so the edges are golden. Mix them with the brown quinoa, brown rice, quinoa, whatnot. I've got some carrots and you've I've got, got some leeks got a lot down of there. Carrots. I've got a lot of carrots. I've got some leeks down there. Bless my mum. Look, this is the sort of stuff my mum does. These are actually leeks still left over from Christmas. Look, she chopped that. them all up. Because they, she was like they're the still end, usable. They, well exactly, but she chopped off the, the, the ends and put them in there in that reusable baggie for me. So I'll probably fry, okay, I've got it. Okay, I'll fry the leeks, I'll add the mushrooms, I'll add a little bit of broth if it starts um, catching. I'll chuck the celery leaves in, the coriander stems, I'll probably grate the carrots in, throw in the brown rice quinoa, add in that father bean miso paste and add a little bit of chili oil. Delicious. Look at, look at this, we can't really open What it. is it? That's my mum's roasted chili vinegar. That smells amazing. Isn't that good? So she roasts the chili till they're blackened, basically. Peels it, mixes it with balsamic vinegar and olive oil. And we've had that for like four months and we just drizzle it on everything. That is delicious. And then a bit of kombucha, a bit of kimchi, kombucha. Told you I love my kimchi. Yeah. Okay, I'm impressed. And feta and halloumi. I mean, I feel There's like- it's a you cheese can, theme here. Yeah. You could cook up pretty much anything from that fridge right now. And then, yeah, and then our, our onions are ready, so then that can just go onto our, oh my God, the bread's been in the oven for Okay, like I'm gonna let you course. serve this
1: up and then we're gonna try the, uh, your ultimate sandwich. Yum. Okay, the final unveiling of the sandwich.
0: It looks all right, doesn't it? Looks it looks
1: amazing. Are you kidding me? So it's
0: like, a, it's like two of my recipes in one. A for frittata mixed with a veg masala omelette with some spices from Sri Lanka. Pink pickled onions. The coriander that I forgot to put inside just shoved on top as a sort of lettuce. Rice sourdough from my local bakery my boyfriend went and got. And then... Because I bossed them around.
1: So much butter.
0: If we, and so much butter. And then we're going to try and eat that and put the whole thing in our mouth. And lovely people have arrived as well. And luckily, see, always make extra. Always. Because then if they don't if no one drops in you've got tomorrow's breakfast in bed sorted. This is this is how this is how it's done. This, this is how, is how it's a professional done. does is, it. I hope it tastes good Anna. Good Melissa, bless you. Thank you so much. This thank is, you. is
1: delicious. It's been such a pleasure. You've been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.